This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast and we're coming to you on the sort of eve of the Newcastle game. Um, We had the Arsenal game a few days ago and we decided to put that to the back of our minds. We didn't have a podcast on Sunday. We thought we were going to chill out for a few days and we'll come back and we'll discuss. So we're going to be talking about the Arsenal game. We're going to be talking about the Newcastle game. We'll be talking about other things in this podcast. My name is Billy Grant and I'm sitting here in the VJ, the virtual joint. I've got my chums, my buddies, sitting in the virtual joint with me. I've got Laney in the house. Laney, how are you? I'm all right, thanks, mate. Yeah, all good. Um, a bit popped down to Brighton today to see my sister, who's over for half term. Um, back here now, um, and looking forward to having a chinwag. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm bored, bored of losing and, uh, and not winning though, mate. So um, it's uh, it's going to be. It's, it's going to be an interesting one, I think. I think we're going to. I think we're going to tell a few home truths tonight. Yeah, okay, indeed. And and, and and a week ago, I was chatting to you. It was, I think it's a week ago today. Pretty much, I was chatting to you, and we'd gone. I wouldn't quite say transatlantic, but we had trans sort of Brexit, trans European. He'd gone. I mean, I was over in Spain, sitting there just waiting to come back party for the Arsenal game, and you were sitting at home and. Uh, I was sitting there in the sun and sort of cycling along and I came back and I came back to I know you sort of warned me that it was a little bit nippy over here but those winds were uh, those (laughs) winds were something to to behold weren't they yeah it was it was absolutely uh, ridiculous Um, yeah seeing seeing some of the planes trying to land at Heathrow that big jet TV um, was 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 something incredible. Seeing some of those big Airbuses trying to touch down, some of them went around three times. And you flying back that day, I did have a chuckle. I just thought, oh, I, there's no way on God's earth I want to be up in the air. We're trying to trying to land. And fair play, you you did. You got back and uh, you you were there at Arsenal. So uh, yeah, I'm sure it was seat you know seat of your pants stuff though, wasn't it? Yeah, I, t- I have to admit, I, I, the one thing that was going through my head, I thought, oh no. You know, the old song you started singing too soon. Of course, like I was on the pod saying, yeah, I've got to get back of the plane, get the Arsenal game. I've got a, bit of, got a bit of a holiday, I've got a bit of a... And then all of a sudden when I got to the airport, I said, oh no, this could be quite bad. This will be the first game of the season that I actually missed. And I thought I actually was crowing far too soon. 
But um, yeah, it was it was delayed by a few hours, and yes, there was a few uh, turbulent moments, shall I mm-hmm. say. Um, but yeah, it's all right. And the weird thing about it, as well as I was sitting on the plane, and and and, and all of a sudden in front of me was my was my mate, who uh, I from the music industry that I used to bowl around with, who I hadn't seen for about twenty odd years, and he was sitting right in front of me. So we we spent the whole of the two hour half an hour flight just chatting for each other about uh, music industry old when we used to go to Medem in the can in the south of France and I used to hijack tr- tr- sand tractors at 7 o'clock in the morning after we'd been drinking all night and all stories like that we were going on about so to be quite honest the turbulence didn't really hit me at the time because I was too busy chin wagging you know which is all good which is all, probably quite unusual but anyway the Allard is in the house here today as well and the Allard is uh the Allard's a little bit concerned. I've got a little bit of concern coming over from the Allard from uh, from the the communication in the past week or so. What about about um, pinning a plane when it's windy? <laughs> yeah. Did you, have, you, have you ever done a go round? I haven't. No, I've yeah. done. I've, I've had. Have you, Dave? Once. Yeah. One. Once. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've done <clears> two. The first one was I think I was coming in. We were coming to land in in Washington. And I remember looking, saying to my mate, "Have you heard the undercarriage go down?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "No." And then and we did a go round. So I don't know what the real story was there. I'm sure it wasn't just they forgot. And then um, and then yeah, the other one was when it was windy, and it's 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 not a lot of fun. You suddenly sort of feel the feel the engine go, and up you go again. It's um, yeah, cool. not not the most fun. And neither is I always think if you're sort of. If you're, you know, I don't know, 20 seconds from landing and you look out of one window and you can see the ground, you look out the other window and you can see the sky, I never think that's a good thing either. (laughs) I think that's what they were watching on that big plane TV or whatever it's called, actually. I didn't actually, needless to say, I didn't watch that channel because obviously I was flying on that day and I didn't think it was the best thing to be watching that channel to see what was going down. But anyway, listen, we've got plenty to talk about on this podcast. Like I said to you, this is brought to you by Anything Is Possible aip.media and if anything was possible it was possible for me to land within an absolute hurricane of a storm at Stansted Airport but anyway like I said to you uh, we're going to be talking about the Arsenal game as well we've got Will the the spreadsheet winker Will Allsop and he's back with some Arsenal facts Uh, we've also got JB who's going to be giving us some facts and some funk he's going to be talking about what he's going to be talking about Uh, well he's going to be talking about well, us not scoring very well, doing very well, in the, you know, but he comes out with the facts and funk as well. Also, what else have we got? We're going to be talking about Newcastle. We've got Matty from the Gallowgate End podcast as well, and he's going to be giving us the lowdown on uh, Newcastle. And also, like I said, Will, the spreadsheet winker, he's going to give us some stats, some statistical knowledge on Newcastle. But I'll tell you something, you know, just coming back to this as well, like I said, is uh, we said we're going to big up. There's people who have been supporting us and we're going to big you up a little bit later in this podcast. But what we're going to say is that we have something very exciting for you coming up. We've, uh, we've been working on it for a few weeks and it's almost coming together now. Like I said to you, we're going to be trying it out. First of all, all the people that have supported us on Kofi. And like I said, this is out of the blue. We're just doing it because it's easier for to do it this way. Just look out for an email or a bit of correspondence for us because we're going to try and get you involved with Besotted over the next few weeks. Because like I said to you, we've got something very exciting for you guys and girls. So, like I said, look out in your inboxes, and hopefully, like I said to you, we'll get something going over the next few weeks. And if it works out very well, we can actually kind of we can farm it out to to more characters out there as it is. So, like I said to you, anyone besotted.com forward slash beer. That's for you buying us a beer. We appreciate the people that buy us a beer. But we'll talk about you and we'll give you a shout out in a little bit. But um, Rainy, 
This is this is quite exciting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a new platform that we're going to try out. Um, hopefully, it's uh, going to involve um, a lot more people in discussing topics. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Let's get back to the Arsenal game to start with. But, you know, yeah, I think it's always good to try new things out. That's right. So we're going to try new things out. But listen, I'm myself here. I haven't got a sangria because that's all back in the day. I've got myself a GNT. Landy's got himself a beer. The Allard, what you got yourself there, the Allard? The old Belgian cherry beer. He's got a Belgian cherry beer. We're going to go off. We're going to refill our glasses. Then we're going to come back and we're going to talk because we're going to need the drink to talk about this about the Arsenal so Arsenal Brentford went to the Emirates Stadium on Saturday and we went there trying to get a result trying to reverse our quite horrendous uh, league form well league form I said league and cup form because we got knocked out with a cup by about 27 goals to, to one I think it was but um, yeah, we, we went to reverse our league form and it didn't quite go to plan you know we managed to halt the, the goals going in at Crystal Palace and to be fair actually we actually did a fairly good job I thought of actually halting about seven goals going in at Arsenal because they did see quite a lot of the ball and they did like to sort of pepper shots from all over the pitch but um, we did a quite a good job of holding them back and uh, at the end of the day a 2-1 result was actually quite a respectable result for us but we didn't get points at the end of the day the Allard I know we were all sort of standing together um, and, and your face was probably kind of quite similar to my face at the end. It wasn't, wasn't great, was it? No, I think two one flattered us. To be honest, um, I mean, we you know we only got the. It, it makes it sound like it was a close game. It was never a close game. Um, we got the goal with what thirty seconds left. Um, but, I mean, it actually, to be honest, I never. That's one of the things I don't really get the when they add on the time. They don't seem to allow for the time it takes to score a goal and. And the VAR and stuff, and maybe it should have been a bit more. But either way, it, it flattered us, didn't it? Two one in the end. I don't think. I, I, my my thinking is is that Lenny says he's bored of losing. I, I'd say I'm bored of us trying not to win games, which I said after the Man City game. And I, I thought after the Man City game we'd draw a line, and that'd be the last time. But I, I thought we went into the Arsenal game with no real offensive plan that I could see, um, apart from you know Mbumo maybe his pace and Wiesa just running around in what seems like circles to me do, uh, do you think I mean you know there's various press conferences people talking about it and Thomas Frank you know he, he does come out with the stuff and I like I love Thomas and you know he just says it as it is sometimes but do you think that he's a little bit I don't think the word's under pressure but do you think he's a little bit stumped or do you think he's a little bit of a, a bit of a cul-de-sac do you what do you think is going on with Thomas I think we maybe are trying to be too clever and we're trying to sort of I think you can look at the stats and say that we're we're limiting teams to high I'm sorry to low level or low percentage xG chances and that's our main plan and that but that involves getting a lot of people behind the ball stopping teams getting the balls in certain areas it, but it does mean that offensively you when you get the ball, you've you know you don't really have anywhere to go, from what I can see. Um, it, it you can make the argument about defending corners. I mean, we haven't held a person up from defending corners for a long, long time. But at least if the other team commits all the players forwards at the same you know at the same time, if you if you get the ball, then a runner can quickly go and you might have a bit of a chance. But it seems to me, apart from that. 
it's just I, I just don't really know what you're trying to do offensively. I, I, I can't particularly see a plan at the moment. Um, I think um, the Wiesa and Bumo partnership up front doesn't really um, lend itself to. Um, to I, I'm just not sure about them playing together. And so, I, yeah, you could say Thomas Frank is a bit stumped, and, he, and possibly he is. Um, you could also say that maybe Arsenal are a bloody good side. I mean, I, apart from Man City, I, I, I don't really think anybody has sort of done what Arsenal did to us on, on Saturday. And that's not always your fault. Sometimes it is you have to sort of say, God, what a good side they are. And, and, and at the moment, Arsenal are ticking over quite nicely. We, when we played them in the first game of the season, they were struggling. They're a different proposition on Saturday. I mean, I think you're right there as well. And I said this on the post match podcast if you check it pride of west london we'll be hearing from the fans from that in, in a little bit actually but i said that arsenal are a good side i i thought after watching them after the first game they're actually a good side they just didn't get the goal against us like you know yes they are a slightly different proposition but i think that they're always good so we also have to weigh that up and remember we are going from and the thing about it is i know a lot of people sort of accuse me of being too bright and too cheery and it's not that it's just i have to remember i keep on saying i remember where we come from I remember what we were like and where we're going into. We're, we're, you know, we're coming to the Premier League and we are playing against teams who are actually good, right? We're playing against teams that are good. Uh, like the Allard said, I think it was last week, I think that you said that you thought it was actually um, the league we're in is probably a little bit easier than you thought we were going to be, you know? And I'm thinking actually it's probably a little bit easier than I thought it would be as well because I thought looking at Fulham, looking at West Brom, looking at Norwich, I thought we're going to be struggling really badly. We're coming through a bad time because we've got injuries and we've got this and we've managed some weaknesses and there's there's a number of different reasons but I still think that that we're doing okay and it's a process you know I've been talking to loads of people about this about the process and if you listen to I think it was the Radio 5 interview with the Southampton CEO a couple of weeks ago who sounded like he might as well be working for Brentford you know but four years on and they've been through exactly the same process that we've been through and they've come through it all they've got the money they've slowly spent players but they haven't kind of just gone mad about it and, uh, and, and and they're doing all right. So I think, you know, we literally, <laughs> it's, it's really quite sort of soul-destroying in a way. We need to just kind of get through this period because if you get through this period, you know you can only get better. As a team like Brentford, you know, with another £100 million in the bank, you, you're not going to get any worse. You're only going to get better. So it's a bit of a kind of, I think we need to be, we need to be quite patient and we need to just realise that this is just how it is. I mean, I, I actually did think, and I know I'm sort of going on here a little bit, but, you know, I'm rolling off here. I actually thought that last season, when we went up, I just thought, I wonder if Brentford, with their £100 million, if they turned around and said, look, if we do things the Brentford way and we lose almost every game this season, but you can actually go to every game for free, would you take that? You know, almost like trying to get us on board. And I was thinking to myself, well, to be quite honest with you, that's actually quite that's quite an interesting concept and I'm thinking to myself we need to realise where we've come from and realise that we're actually doing better than everyone has expected and I personally believe the results will come the Allard yeah just I mean just going back you, you, you said that I might have said the league is easier than I thought it would be I think there's two sides to it I think um, I, th- I think at, at the bottom I think it's easier I, I think we've done really well um, at the beginning of the season and I think we can compete with at least 10 to 12 teams in the league um, I have to say at the top I mean Man City are untouchable I thought I don't I think we could play them every week for months on end and I don't think we'd beat them um, so I, I'd say it's it's 
I, I think we've been more competitive to some extent than I thought, but we've been less competitive against the really good teams like Man City and, and Arsenal, sadly. Laney? Well, <clears throat> we're just a million miles away from where we were at the beginning of the season at the moment, aren't we? You know, I know we were missing <clears throat> Ivan Tony, um, and he, he plays such an important part in, in you know, the outlet. Yeah, we, we've been kicking it longer this season. <clears throat> Um, whether that changes if Christian Eriksen comes into the team we've got a little bit more quality um, we've got Josh De Silva back that's looking forward but on, on Saturday to be honest you know I wish I hadn't gone and I, I don't often think that about going to Brentford I, I, don't, I didn't think at any stage we were in it um, uh, I think you know Arsenal huffed and puffed it was attack versus defence, and because f- we didn't really, we didn't really attack. Um, we had a, we had we, we we pieced together ten ten passes, I think, early in the second half after we'd gone a goal down. Um, there was an inevitability about them scoring, and, and to get to half time, I thought was a, a kind of a, a victory. But they, if they carried on in the same way, and they did, um, they were always going to carve out a goal scoring opportunity, and they scored. They you know they scored two two really quality finishes. Let's, let's not let's not take that away from either our defending or from Arsenal they had to produce something out of the top drawer to, to, to beat us but they were always good enough they are a top four team they're 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 not they're not achieving they're they're not achieving what they're capable of with those players they probably will next season I don't want to talk about Arsenal though um we looked a different Brentford to the one that played them in the first game of the season. We were we were into them. We were intense. We were we were biting, niggly. Um, we were in their faces. I, I I didn't see that with Brentford, and that's that's more than Ivan Tony. There's there, that that comes from all over the pitch, um, and I just think we were set up just not to lose heavily. And I just expected a little bit more from us than that on, on Saturday. And yeah, obviously we're missing our, our talisman, our, our big striker. And Wiesa isn't the same player. Um, and Wiesa and Bumo um, aren't, aren't that combination. But we have, to, we have to get back to that quickly. Otherwise, we are going to go down with, without a whimper. You know, our it's going to be all right. It's our we will get the points is based on us competing and and being in games I've 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 not really seen you know obviously against the Crystal Palace we, we played all right um, but the, the the hemorrhaging of these defeat after defeat after defeat is, is being quite grueling and it's 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 hard to watch you know and I did expect it and don't get me wrong I didn't I didn't expect to come to this division um, and expect to be winning every week I knew we would be losing most weeks it's it's you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that we really are one of the one, one of the poorer teams in this division if you look at the quality and the experience and the money that's been spent and you can say money doesn't 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 necessarily buy you anything but it does. It buys you quality. Um, uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say yeah. I wish I hadn't gone on Saturday. The, the brewery, the brewery was good though. Right? The brewery you, you was brilliant. Really didn't wish you didn't go out on Saturday. No, no, that was it. Was a, you know, again, keep football out of football is, is something that we say a lot, and that, that you know, it's been like that for you know the same with Man City. You know, uh, we we only lost we only lost by a couple, but 
you know, it could have been 20, couldn't it, you know, on another day. You know, we, we, weren't, we weren't in it. And I, 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 just, I just expected us to try and be in it a little bit more in, in a lot of these matches that are... We've, we've said that they're, they're free hits. Um, if it's a free hit, just, just try, try and win it, perhaps. No. But it's interesting, you, and you say that as well, because if you listen to the post-match podcast, and again, I say to that, prideofwest.london, definitely check it out. We've got <coughs> not only Bees fans... <coughs> We've got Arsenal fans on there as well. Quite a few Arsenal fans who gave us their, their total opinion. And one of the Arsenal fans on there, we'll be listening to them in a minute. They were saying that, you know, Brentford, you know, they basically came there for the draw. But it was only when we went um, when we went behind that we actually started to play football. And I think that's been quite a kind of, that's been quite something in our game over the last few months recently where we we, we, we we go behind nearly every single time and that's only the time when we actually start to play football and there's a question mark as to say are we scared is it a tactic is it the fact that we just don't wake up early enough like we should be waking up at you know an hour earlier but you know we don't wake up to half an hour in the game we've got no idea what that is I mean the Allard you may have a better idea um yeah, I mean, I mean that's how it appears. I, I, but there's two teams on the pitch, so is it is it also because when a team goes one up, or especially Arsenal go two up, um, they can afford to let us play a bit more. You know, it, I, I, I don't always think. I think especially noticeable this season is that is that it's not always about you. It's sometimes about. I mean, it's sometimes about the team you're playing, and um, and they can change the way. You know they see the game at that point, especially if they're two up. I mean, Arsenal let us play when they were two up, yeah. and we played when we were two up. So I, 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 I don't know if it's suddenly like this switch. I mean, maybe it is, but I, but I, I think the other team, you know, comes into it as well. Um, I think sometimes we underestimate, you know, how much the other team. I mean, Arsenal controlled that game um, on on Saturday. Um, we weren't good enough to take any control of the game from them. Um, until it, we, we were 2-0 down and and you could argue they let us yeah. so listen listen I mean we've heard from Laney we've heard the Allard we've heard from myself let's go back to the Emirates on Saturday and let's hear from the fans let's hear from the Beast fans and the Arsenal fans straight after the game we defended really well but once they scored we weren't ever going to get back into it really I mean we huffed and puffed but they were better than us far better than us today I've been watching this team for 44 years now and just to see us do what we're doing I'm more than happy it's never going to be easy but we're in the glory land so leave it at home we're clearly um, not as good as what the team's in this league which is not a surprise but it's a worry because um, they're doing their best I'm very proud of the team but we're not we're not as good as most of the teams around us at the back we're pretty solid uh, so much better than in past seasons, really. And Azure is so strong. I think he was our man of the match. Yes, uh, definitely even. I mean, you, you beat us at home, your home. We beat you at our home. What more can we say? My one point is, and I hope, I hope, I hope, Thomas Frank hears this. Brother, big up, respect, love. The whole Tony game, the way you're playing this... Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. What we have at Brentford is a scheme to move forwards and taking him out of the main and just taking a bit of time and then bringing him back. I, I completely appreciate that he has been our 100%
number one striker for the last two seasons absolutely and and deserved off what the performance he's played but since we switched to five at the back and Tony not playing as the out and out striker and it will change I, I guarantee when it comes to Newcastle when it comes to Norwich we've got Ericsson playing and, and him playing as the out and out striker this guy's going to score we, we've seen him play week in week out you know he's a fantastic striker of the ball but the way that the club has managed that situation respect absolutely well played well played um, your lot really didn't come out very well um, you, you blatantly wanted, wanted the one point so fair play to the defence um, but when you've got Emil, Emil Smith-Rowe and Saka on, on those wings to be fair I was very impressed with it first game of the season it just, you just went for it no holes barred I think maybe people kind of thought about it a bit more thought it's, it's the Arsenal when people come here we're there for the taking. I don't know what, what my team's going to turn out, what they're going to play like. So, yeah, today I thought, yeah, I just don't know. I just I wanted to see a little bit more from Brentford today. It's kind of poor, really. It's like we've just got into this mode of trying not to lose games. And it's boring to watch. And then you go a goal down, and then you go two down, and then the game's gone before you've even got into it. Like, you know, if you go back to, like, the, the podcast you boys did with uh, Phil and Rasmus, who was supposed to come into this league and be brave and do the tactic gambles, we just don't seem to be doing it. We're not doing that at all and uh, I don't know it's, just, it's becoming hard to watch really hard to watch because it's I don't know, we're offering nothing. I think today as well we struggled. No Tony didn't know to pull up well and every time we had them we'll give it away so just one of them difficult difficult games. So there you go fans after the game I know the the, the Allard and Laney were in the brewery after the game. I went to some bar, which was, I have to admit, it was it was actually better than the game itself, El Comandante. And it was, uh, there was all sorts of Cuban paraphernalia in there as well. Like, you know, it was, uh, it was a brilliant bar. I was very, very surprised. Only five minutes walk from the Emirates Stadium as well. And I thought it would be absolutely heaving. And it wasn't. The, 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 the guy who ran the bar was wicked. The staff behind the bar was wicked, really, really mixed people, women, men, black, white, Asian, the full Monty. Cuban music before the match, what's more, not to like, as they say. So it was really good. Met a load of my Arsenal friends that came down there as well. Had a few drinks before them, before the game. Borough Beth and them lot, you know, the OB were down there. So really enjoyed, again, kick football out of football. Brilliant pre-match, brilliant post-match. Um, the game itself, we've talked about that and like no interest, you know, but... Um, you heard what the fans had to say, and like I said to you, but there was one interesting comment from, as you heard on that little clip there, from uh, from one of the fans in El Comandante, and uh, I don't know if he had had too much rum, but he thought that there was a bit of a conspiracy theory with the old Ivan Tony, and the Ivan Tony had been he'd been outed from for for for, for shenanigans that he'd done while abroad in, in Dubai. I mean, I've got to ask you, what are you thinking about that, the Allard? Um, okay, so has he played since the the, the Dubai incident? Uh, yes, because he played, has played at Everton. He played yeah, at exactly. Everton. Yeah, so it it would seem a strange um, it would seem a strange ploy to then to think well we're not going to play him, um, but what we will do is we'll play him in the one game where we could work out how not to play him in the next three games. There is an argument to say, and, and I'm just being devil's advocate here though, 
the the cup games are the games that we play the players that we don't normally play in our other matches, isn't aren't they? Yeah, but if you're about to play without your without your lead striker for three games, <laughs> I reckon you might want to practice playing without him. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm, so I would say that pretty much rules out the conspiracy theory. Um, if I was if I was devil's advocate on the other side, I might say that the meeting to discuss what went on in Dubai took place after the Everton game, and that was when sanctions were imposed. But no, I'm calling, no, it didn't happen. It hasn't happened. Elaine. Nonsense. Is, I, 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 I go as far as to say nonsense, to be honest. I, 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 I would guess that saving him for the games that you think you're actually going to win, um, not risking an injury if he was injured, I, I, I think there might be something in that. And I know he did, he did pick up an injury at the end of the, uh, the Everton game. Um, and maybe they've said we're, 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 you know, well, he would have been, he would have been, he would have been ideal for for Palace. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't have held him out of that one. Um, and I, I think no, I, I, I don't think there's any truth in it at all. I, I can't see it, and that's and that's not that's not what we're hearing either, is it? We, we, we've heard that there's there's no more to it than uh, than 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 he's you know he's, he's he's not he's not quite fit enough and. If he is fit enough for Newcastle, then you know we God we need him. Um, I heard another conspiracy theory about his haircut as well. I mean, no, he's had a haircut and he got injured. There is there's no more to it than that, you know. It's um, I don't know nonsense, Bill. Yeah, yeah. So listen, I mean, uh, there, there were photographs of him on the training pitch a couple of days ago. So he's obviously back out there training, and maybe as we said. It's a case that Thomas Frank is looking at, and we talked about this earlier. Said, you know, does Thomas Frank look at games like Man City and say, look, we're not going to win this anyway? So at the end of the day, maybe I'm going to withdraw a few players from whatever game it may be and then keep them for the games that I think I can win. And people said, no, we're never going to do that. We've got to try and win every game. But maybe that's something that we do. Um, just coming back to the Arsenal game, you know, possession wise, 63% to Arsenal, 37% to us. Um, that's proper old school because I, you know, I don't know how, how many games that we've had where we've had 37%, you know, 37% possession, seven attempts on target to two to us, you know, to, uh, 7% to Arsenal, two to us, like, you know, 8% off target and one to us, like, you know, um, 556 passes to 301. So Arsenal weren't passing us to death as such. I mean, they passed, you know, they had the ball mm. more, but they weren't actually like in Uwe Rosler style passing us to death. I mean, there's lots of stats there to go interesting. Those are traditional stats. But I think what we're going to do, we're going to go over to Will Allsop, the spreadsheet winker. He's going to give us his statistical lowdown on the Arsenal game. Spreadsheet winker. So what do we need to know about the Arsenal game then? Bees clearly struggled to create chances. Norgod's consolation goal was the only effort above 10% all game, and it was more than half our total XG at 35%. Arsenal had lots and lots of medium-sized chances. Their perceived dominance on XG, more than three times the Bees' total, came from shot volume rather than carving out good chances. So this was a decent defensive performance, and the two goals they did score came from tiny chances, 5% for Smithrow and 9% for Saka. However, Allowing that amount of domination in terms of opportunities will inevitably result in conceding goals in the Premier League. The strikers are too good for it not to. We need more control over the game against Newcastle. We need Brian and Burmo to start scoring and creating again as well. 
He's massively underperforming with three goals from the same XG with which Ivan Tony's managed six from. So hopefully Tony will be back and their excellent link-up play can continue. And there you go, Will, the spreadsheet winker. And he told us about, like we were saying beforehand, 1.87 XG to Arsenal to 0.60. It was all about the Norgard chance for us. Other than that, we created... You know what I'm saying? And uh, Arsenal, they created quite a few chances, but they were relatively low-quality chances, which, like I said to you, I don't... Know, yeah, and this is, I think, the problem with Arsenal. They play some great football. The two goals they scored, as, 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 the, as the Winker said, were actually, you know, you know, five in a hundred, one of them. And one was like, what's it, nine in a hundred? You know, great. So great finishing, you know, Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe. I can't sort of think about saying that without saying... Uh, you know, Tony and Brian and Boomo, except for it doesn't quite flow off the tongue the same way. But anyway, <laughs> they, they both scored those goals. But other than that, they probably had better chances that they didn't score. So we actually, you could give an argument to say that we've actually done a better job. And if you want to get positives out of that game, you can actually turn around and say, actually, our defence did pretty well. They scored two goals, but defensively they've done pretty well. And as the Allies said a bit earlier, so if we're playing somebody else who is not as efficient in front of goal as Arsenal, maybe we actually might be able to hold our own. Um, are you thinking the same way as me, the Allard? I, I reckon that we're, we're sort of stained by those games against Birmingham City from a couple of seasons ago <laughs> and three seasons ago where um, where the numbers were even more ridiculous this time in our favour and Birmingham either did they won one of them did they with a header from outside the box and maybe they drew the other I can't remember um, and, and I reckon we've we, we've looked back at those games and we thought that's what we need to do to get results against Arsenal yeah, that's right that's right so listen let's cheer ourselves up let's go to JB who's going to give us some facts and some funk about well you know, it's just about anything that he wants to give some facts and funk about. Let's go to JB. Are you ready for this? I told you it was coming. Who? JB. And he's ready to talk it to you one time. Uh, get it. Hello, Jonathan Birchall here again. The visit to Arsenal saw Christian Norgard score his second league goal and his second against Arsenal. He matches Ivan Tony's home and away goals, which he did against Wolves. His goal also means that in our seven visits to Arsenal in the League and League Cup, that it's only once that we have failed to score. That game was in May 1939, and some action shots were used in the film called The Arsenal Stadium Mystery. The defeat was our 14th of the season. In those games, we scored a total of seven goals, with just one of them hitting the net within the first hour of a game. And that was Vitaly Janelt's 23rd minute effort at Southampton. This weekend sees a visit of Newcastle. Although 12 of our league games this season have been selected for TV coverage, this one hasn't. A different story back in October 1992 when we had our single season in the second tier. The visit of Kevin Keegan's Newcastle to Griffin Park was the first time one of our matches had ever been shown live on terrestrial TV, as ITV broadcasted in two of their regions. Gary Blissett scored in the 2-1 defeat and it was estimated the game was watched by over a million viewers. And that was more than double those watching the new subscription channel of Sky Sports, with their coverage of Oldham vs Everton in the first season of the Premier League. So there you go, JB. With some facts and some funk and... Uh... Listen, Arsenal, we scored against Arsenal this time. We, we, we always score against Arsenal. We haven't scored against Arsenal for about, oh, according to JB, about 375 years. So, uh, Arsenal, you better be 
you better be nervous next time you play us because we always score against the Arsenal. And he talked about the because we've got Newcastle coming up and JB's got his fact. He, he did a brilliant fact the other day about, oh, I can't remember what it was, 2022. I thought, oh, you have to look on JB's uh, Twitter as well. We put his Twitter handle in the in the description box on here but he did you know I'm, I'm actually introducing it but I can't remember what it was but it was uh it was to do with uh 2022 and lots of twos or something like that but it was a brilliant fact and fun oh, from that, that one. it was two nil on this day or something that's and, right and it was scored by a number two, number two or he, something and he was two when he was first born and and it was just yeah. brilliant there was just so many twos involved in it like you know it was just oh, I thought where, where, how did you come up with this stuff so that was I think he just like I said before I think up. he just makes it up <laughs> <laughs> and no one checks and he also makes up the fact that he's got a book out called Pub on Each Corner go and check it out just google it or just go to JB's uh, Twitter handle which is going to be in the description box on this one as well but going back to it he talked about Brentford playing Newcastle uh, on the TV years ago and it had a bigger audience than Sky um, Sky and the, there's the olden game that was on Sky a few on the same day as well which is hilarious we had about a million people watching us on TV I think it was playing Newcastle where Marcus Gale decided to take the ball and just I don't, I don't know what he was doing with it but he was all over the place wasn't he and he just didn't score when he should have scored and uh, yeah and like I said to you that's the first time I've ever seen ticket touts down at Griffin Park where somebody actually offered me £50 for my ticket which back in 1992 is a lot of money for a ticket and I must admit I stopped and I thought oh and I thought nah mate nah, not a chance you know what I'm saying in fact they offered me two this guy and his wife two Newcastle fans offered me 100 crowns for two tickets so uh, that was quite quite bizarre but you know what I'm saying but you remember that game don't you Laney? Yeah, yeah I do I do remember that game yeah it was uh, it was a, a great a great uh, promotion at Peterborough and the season that finished I'm hoping is nothing like this one because we that, that season in the championship we, we did okay for a chunk of it and I think we were I think we were in the playoff places or pushing for the playoff places at some stage and we ended up getting relegate, relegated um, so I, I'm, ho- I'm hoping there's no there's no more kind of similarities between that season and this season I know but it's not it's not the top flight um we went up to the, the second tier and we, we, we thrived, we flourished over the last sort of six or seven years. This year, uh, we, we always knew it was going to be really tough and we got Newcastle and that, that was a game where we really did do ourselves justice, I thought. It was a game where, you know, the thrill draw, it was, it was, a, it was an absolute cracker. Um, and I, I, I don't necessarily want to see a cracker uh, on, on Saturday. I just want to see us be as tight as we we have been at the back because you know you can't you can't dispute that we've been defending corners a lot better which was their Achilles heel um, we do look organized we look strong we, we 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 look we look very conditioned and very organized we need to now pair that with a midfield that can drive forward can get behind we did see that against Crystal Palace as well ball threaded through um, and we need our talismanic striker to be um, back to his best. We, if you've got all those ingredients, I have no worries. Without some of those ingredients, I am worried. You know, as I said earlier in, this, in the podcast, a lot of our um, enthusiasm and, and confidence that everything's going to be all right and we will survive is based on having our strongest team. And if we haven't got our strongest team, I'm worried. Yeah, so talk, talk about crackers, uh, lady. Do you remember Uncle Cracker? 
No, I don't. I don't know. That's all. You might remember Uncle Cracker. I thought you might remember Uncle Cracker. He was like Kid Rock's. Uh, he was uh, he was the DJ for Kid Rock's uh, backing group, actually. But you know, and he had a track called I think it was Follow Me or something like that. You'd, anyway, I'm just being a little bit random. I'm sure a lot, a lot of besotted <coughs> listeners out there would know exactly what I'm talking about. But you said Cracker. Yeah, I'm sitting down here with me. With me Kraken. With me. I haven't got the Kraken. I've just got the uh, I've got the gin instead. I've got the Hendrix this time, like I was saying. But maybe if I got the Kraken, then maybe I'll be oh. talking a load of more nonsense anyway, like you know. But anyway, I think that's probably a sign for us to actually stop talking about Arsenal and let's uh, let's go back and let's get ourselves another drink, and then we're going to come back and we're going to give you guys a big up. So yes, listen. You know, we don't forget where we come from. And uh, I keep going on about this, but don't forget we're a Division 4 team that are now playing in the Premier League. And we're very proud of that. And we've got a lot of supporters. People have come in who supported us from day one. Supported us as Besotted, supported Brentford from day one. And also we've got a load of new supporters as well. And we've been saying that we wanted to give you a shout out from time. And we think this is the time that we have to give you a shout out. Thank you very much for supporting us. Besotted.com forward slash beer. And tell you something, what I'm just going to do, I'm going to stroll through. There's been a lot of anonymous supporters as well, so we haven't actually got the names, but what we'll do is just we'll just say big up to you lot as well for anonymously supporting us as well. But I'm just going to go scroll through as well. Simon, Simon the Stevenish B, you know, hi lads, thanks for all the hard work you put into the podcast. It's been appreciated. You know, thank you, Simon, the Stevenish B. Jonathan Swain as well. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Jonathan, as well. And Harry Benham as well. Chatting to you quite a lot, Harry. Big up yourself because you have been the man as well. Laney. No relation? No Harry Benham, no relations to Matt? Actually, shh, don't say anything. Oh, okay. I'm saying right. we shall right. move on. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you to Mandy. Keep up the good work, chaps. Sharon Wright, drink up and thanks for the insight. Thank you. That was a very generous, very generous donation there. And um, Leaf Pedersen from Denmark, Bill. You've you've been chatting with him. I've been chatting to Leaf as well because Chief Leaf is trying to get um, he's trying to get t-shirts. He's trying to get all sorts of stuff, and he's coming over in a few weeks for the Burnley game as well. So Leaf, big up to yourself. He's coming over to London for his debut at Griffin Park. He's going to come to the Globe. So yeah, we're going to meet him there as well, which is all good. Leaf Pedersen, Hit Phillips, big up yourself or big up yourself, Jim, and also Michael and Regan from Oregon. In the USA, we're getting lots of uh, Americans that actually kind of getting into the game as well, Laney. Um, we've got one from someone called Mr. Putin. He's given us ten billion pounds to hide somewhere in, in London, <laughs> which is right. very, which is very that's, good of him. That's and right. Then, we're going to send that. We're going to send that back, actually, if that's okay with okay, you, Laney. Yeah. Um, Bill Knutson, he's given us ten thousand pounds to keep Knutson to keep. keep he said, um, one from the supporters in California where the matches come at 4am. Thanks for keeping us um, up to date and connected. Come on, you bees. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Steve Sonecki, I've been chatting to Steve quite a lot as well. Around on behalf of Billy the Bee for being an into well, no, actually, Thank you very much, Steve, for that as well. For like, you know, he's enjoyed the show um, and, and, and helping a Yankee to find tickets because he's been coming over. He was trying to get some tickets for some games and we managed to connect him with some characters who was going to get him some games for a few of the matches out there. Unfortunately, COVID actually uh, kiboshed him coming over, but still, I'm sure that Steve oh, is going to be coming over. He's coming over from, I think it's from Washington, D.C. as well, as well. So, Steve, big up yourself as well. Uh, I'm going to say as well, quickly, pneumonia 
as well, Saruman as well, and I saw pneumonia a couple of games recently as well, and thank you very much as well. You're supposed to be doing dry generally, but we need this. <laughs> Tell me something, like, you know, do we need it as well? As well, no. And Mainly. Summer, summer B there, he says, love the pod. Um, always thanks for you guys at Beside. Um, and can you continue to raise your glasses to Pete Hayward, the West Wilts B, a lifelong Brentford fan who passed away recently, used to drive us home and away, um, RIP. And yeah, I, I have to say, Pete Hayward, RIP. That was a brilliant round, minutes round of applause the club had for you um, a few games ago. So yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm going to chink my glass there as well, actually. Just chinking it there, as you can see. Yep. There you go. It's a... John. And so, someone's given us 500 quid, said, keep the liberal off the podcast. <laughs> That's right. That was I, me. I, I oh, say was that, that was I'm going to say that I'm going to give that money back, Laney, but I, mean, I think I'm going to be fighting Again. for that one. Okay, all right. Well, I'll give 250 quid of it back. <laughs> <laughs> okay john stanton hi chaps really enjoying the podcast like you know a real highlight which is all good thank you ray bailey as well from west wilts thank you very much ray laney um chris tierney wishing all of besotted a happy christmas this is this is this is how long we've got to go back i'm not even i'm not even sure which christmas this is bill it could have been any one of the last three christmases thank you so much happy christmas to you as well chris <laughs> That's right. for next year just in case yeah. we get again um, we'd be so rubbish brent james um slightly before chris so this is even earlier than christmas um four point four four pints for your podcasting lads um Greetings from North Carolina, USA. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Brent. It's a brilliant uh, name. I'm going to Brent say Brent, Ford. actually. I'm going to have up with you because you must go and see. You must be going to see uh, Carolina FC because I'm actually going to Carolina in a few weeks as well, actually. So if it's there, it must link oh, up. Carolina. That's right. You know, <laughs> North Carolina. I'll be there, mate. You know what I'm saying? So, which is all good. If you are the guy that also goes to the Carolinas at the Panthers, the, the ice hockey game as well, you've been spotted. I've got my scouts out there and I think they spotted you. Anyway, you link up with us. Just send us a message. Jeff Simpson as well. New fan from the USA. You do a phenomenal job. Much respect to Billy and Dave. He lived in Acton, actually. He was a teacher. He, he taught in that school just by the, by the ground, at Q School as well. So, Jeff, big up yourself. Dave. Got another one. Dave Stewart writing from Springfield, Illinois, USA. We, we attended a Brentford game at Griffin Park about 20 years ago versus Luton. We were attracted and it, because of the friendly atmosphere and clearly fell in love. Everyone falls in love with Griffin Park. Miss you, miss you lots, Griffin Park. But um, thank you very much, Dave Stewart. And Hook B, love the podcast and the work that you all do. Keep up the good work. Um, they are essential listening. So thank you, everyone, for your donations. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you, everybody there. We appreciate it. Besotted.com forward slash beer. But like we said to you, we've got something excited going on. And you, Kofi Posse just look out for your communication we've got something coming to you and we hope that you will get involved and if it works out very well then we can get everybody else involved too which is all good but listen we've got our drinks we've got a big game coming up we're a little bit on tenterhooks we're playing newcastle we're going to come back and talk about the newcastle so newcastle are coming to new griffin park Newcastle, when we played them earlier, we thought, ha ha, Newcastle are going to come to us in February. And it's all good because we're doing very well. And now Newcastle are coming to us and everyone's squeaky bum time. 
it's completely different i have to admit i was looking actually at a few stats and we've got will the spreadsheet winker coming up a bit later with a few stats and i looked at the stats and at the beginning of the year even not even in november the beginning of the year brentford were four percent chance just after we played aston villa we were four percent chance of relegation and newcastle if i remember rightly were like something like 78 percent chance of relegation and so you're sitting there rolling your your shoulders thinking yeah this is all good this is gonna be a great season but now we've dropped down to 15 percent chance of relegation which is still quite low but still you know we're dropping from four to and they've dropped from like 78 to like about i don't know it's about 30 or 35 percent or something like that so we're getting nearer to even stevens it's a massive game this one are you feeling a little bit nervous there lot first relegation six pointer in it we were playing chelsea weren't we playing we were playing chelsea for a for a champions league six pointer not not three or four months ago. Now we're playing in our first relegation six-pointer. Well, Newcastle can't say that, though, can they? They, they were never in a, in, a, in a Champions League six-pointer this season, were they? No, no, no. When we played Chelsea is what I meant. No, that's it, what I'm saying. But, they were, yeah, but Newcastle yeah. were never in that position. So we can actually no. say that we've juxtapositioned ourselves yeah, right yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. That, and, and that is my point. That's how the season has changed, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, I, I am nervous because I feel like... I, I almost feel like the season starts now. This is where... You know, it's been fun. We've had a lot of fun, and the season starts now. This is where it it, we, we, it really starts to matter. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Would, would you say, okay? So basically, what we should do is that we should have scrapped the rest of the season and just started on Saturday. Um, well, I, I like the fact we got a few points up on them. So no, because other because that would suggest it would all be equal on points. I know they got games in hand. So no, not quite. I don't think I don't think that's exactly what we would want to do. <laughs> I've been cheeky. But I take your point. Yes. I take your point. Yes, that's right, lady. Newcastle. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna try. I've been asked by the BBC to write an article about Newcastle, but I don't think I can actually quite do it because my head is all over the place in Newcastle. Because I actually love going to Newcastle. So the whole article is meant to be around about me wanting to go back there next season because I think it's really brilliant, but actually I really want to beat them so that they get relegated, but I actually don't want them to go down because I want to, well, it's a great weekend away. So I'm, my head's a little bit all over the place in Newcastle because we need to win, but at the end of the day, we kind of... I, 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 what are you saying about Newcastle, lady? Well, I, can, I can give a monkey's about your weekend away next year. It's all about Brentford. You know, yeah, I mean, you, is, you've, been, you've been there. You, there are other weekends available. No, but I, I, good. I, yeah, well, good. yeah, well, yeah. Well, go and watch them play Grimsby or something next year. I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not that worried. I'm not as worried about Newcastle as some people are. They, they, there has been a. There has been a, an, an upturn, of course. They, they, had, they, had, they couldn't have carried on being that awful. and they, Their team wasn't, on paper, a terrible one. And now they've gone out and spent a, a shed load of money and they, they've improved it. So the, the, the performances had to get better and they changed their manager. Um, when, when we played them, they were still very vulnerable. They still showed all the attacking flair with the Sam Maximans and um, the, the the other players. I mean, you know, um, uh, they, they, they've got, they, they always had good players. They were just like set up wrong and just performing badly. Now, the, play, the, the, the games they've had where they've, they've started to win, 
that they've been against teams that aren't you know that they've been lower half teams so I, I'm not. I'm not sure they've fully turned their season around. They've obviously made great strides to to make a fist of not getting relegated. So you you, you can you can get carried away, but this it's a nine month season, and so that's the first time I've said that this this season. Um, and they're still they're still below us. Okay, so they've done dramatically worse than us all season, but we're 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 trying to make our season as bad as theirs currently. Uh, but we've we've know that we've we've struggled with crippling injuries and 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 players missing who are vital to us. They've still got a, ma- a much bigger squad than us, and at, losing one or two players affects us disproportionately than it does some of the bigger clubs every every club every team has suffered um, through covid through injuries through missing their best players at some stage that is just football but it affects us a lot more because we are dependent on that first first team as it were we're getting closely we're getting close we're getting back to that and i think with ivan we are we are capable of, of beating them on Saturday. Uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not getting bowled along by this, you know, Saudi Saudi owned um, juggernaut. They're not there yet. They're they're better than they were. Um, we we are capable of beating them. So yeah, uh, they're, they're making they're making it exciting. Um, it's just that we need to we need to snub them out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going back to the point about them getting relegated or us getting relegated, I'll tell you what I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to get relegated with them because um, the chances are they're going to walk the championship next season, you would think. You'd be surprised if they didn't. Um, so you definitely wouldn't want to go down with them, that's for certain. Um, I, I, I think they've improved quite a bit. They look, they look a better side. Um, I don't know if Chris Wood is their answer to scoring goals, but he may be, in some respect, their answer to having a figure, a sort of a, a figurehead up front, and the rest of them play off him. Um, so I, I, it'd be interesting to see what they're like without Trippier, whether that affects them or not, and how much of a difference he made. Um, I just feel that you know this is this is it. This is where it starts now, in a way, and. Um, I think it will be a really sort of fascinating game on Saturday, and and I think after Saturday's game, we'll have a much better idea of what's going to happen in the next three months. So listen, I mean we've had a chat, and listen, we've chatted quite a lot about a load of stuff today. We got Newcastle, and we need to find out what has changed at Newcastle since we played them in November, which was a wicked match, which was a wicked weekend. Everything about Newcastle was wicked. But it's all changed. They're coming down to us. Let's go to Matty from the Gallowgate Shots podcast. He'll tell us everything about Newcastle. How's it going, everyone? Matthew here at the Gallowgate Shots YouTube channel, here to give an opposition supporters view when it comes to Brentford's next game against Newcastle and to, you know, just talk about Newcastle's season in general um, so far. Now, to say it's been a roller coaster would be the understatement of the season. We obviously started the season with Steve Bruce still at the helm, offering up his turgid style of football. 
He'd uh, been successful in coaching our defensive unit into the ground over the last couple of years. There was no confidence in that area of the pitch. We were, we were leaking more and more goals and up front um, we weren't much better. We were just hoping that we could give the ball to Alan St. Maximin and he could do his thing or Callum Wilson would pop up with a goal. And as for the midfield, it was not worth talking about because it was non-existent. So it looked like we only had one option this season and that was that was relegation. Um, but along came the 7th of October where in the space of a day out of nowhere it would seem that the Saudi Arabian Private Investment Fund along with Amanda Stavely and the Rubin brothers were successful and they were successful in taking over Newcastle United and, and that you know, cue jubilant scenes on Tyneside because it signified the end of a 14-year reign of Mike Ashley, which was a neglectful one, a hopeless one, and one that I don't really care to speak of anymore as, he, as he's gone for good now. Um, but, you know, I appreciate that the, the Saudi Arabian involvement did raise questions, and, and rightly so, And but the questions is that as football, as football supporters, we can't really pretend to know the answers to. Um, but they shouldn't be ignored either. But on a purely football basis, we were, we were over the moon um, to have that little bit of hope to know that there might be some investment in not just the club or the, its infrastructure, but also the area as well. But we knew things were going to take time and, and that sort of was proven by the months that followed. Steve Bruce, of course, had one more game um, at home to Spurs, which we lost 3-2. Uh, but then we got rid of him and, and we took our time trying to get the replacement in. There was um, rumours of well, strong links. Some thought it was done that Unai Emery was going to be coming from Villarreal and that never really formulated, unfortunately. But we got Eddie Howe in and I thought that was a very strong choice for, for number two. I appreciate he didn't finish his Premier League uh, or previous Premier League post too well with relegation of Bournemouth, but he comes across as a forward-thinking, hard-working, workaholic sort of tactically obsessed manager, um, one that, that, these are the words that just really don't describe his predecessor in Steve Bruce, um, so we thought that he would come in and give us the organisation that we needed and again we didn't expect him to perform miracles as like I said the defensive unit really had been coached into the ground and you know you can't perform miracles overnight and we didn't see that, we saw a few draws, um, some defeats to, to Leicester, to Arsenal. We saw a 3-3 draw with Brentford, but that was a difference in itself, the fact that we could score three goals, but again, we were still conceding. And then we finally win a game um, against Burnley, and we thought that might give us the, the platform to kick on. We get a, a draw um, sort of, you know, against Manchester United in, in the new year. But still things, you know, the, 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 the errors, the, the, the sort of problems were still there to be seen. Um, but you could tell that Eddie Howe was trying to get the players playing the right way, trying to get them organised. And then the, the new years came and, and we've, seen, we've seen really big results. As I said, we drew 1-1 with Manchester United, drew 1-1 with Watford. And we've, we've really kicked on since then. Um, we've went away to Leeds, we've won 1-0, we've beat Everton 2-1 at home and recently beat Aston Villa 1-0 uh, at home before getting a point at the weekend against West Ham. All the while seeing the effects of a very, you know, very, what we, you would expect, active transfer window, bringing in some experienced Premier League players as well as the marquee signing of, of Bruno Guimaraes um, who we haven't seen much of so far but like I said we've, we've kicked on um, we've, we've been undefeated uh, since since just after Christmas 
Um, but there is injuries there. Kieran Trippier had a great, great effect on the team. Um, and unfortunately, he's going to be out for a good six weeks now. Callum Wilson's still injured. Alan St. Maximin's picked up a knock. But the fact that we've still picked up it, um, results with these injuries is just a testament to how well drilled Eddie Howe has got the players and the effect of players like Dan Byrne, Matt Target, real solid defensive players. But one massive uh, player who is almost like a new sign is Mr Joe Linton, uh, a player that I have been very critical of in the past. Um, really did not give him any hope of a new Aston United career going forward after the takeover. But Eddie House came in and saw something in the £40 million in inverted commas forward. He's pushed him back to centre midfield, playing alongside Joe Willock, who's, who, who again is starting to impress at the right time, and John Joe Shelby. And Joe Linton's just became this monster of a box-to-box midfielder, and, and long may continue for me. He's really, really came into his own, and hopefully you know, we'll see more of that at the weekend. Um, as for our general play style in general, we, we, we've totally changed. We're not just a hoofball team anymore. We proved that against West Ham. We can keep the ball, but maybe carving out chances in and around the ball is still our Achilles heel a little bit with the lack of you know um, dynamism of, of, of Alan St Maximin at the weekend we could see we were running out of ideas a little bit and without that poacher's instinct of, of Callum Wilson although Chris Wood has came in tried his best he's not really getting the chances but he is grafting he's working hard for the team and that's all we can ask for um, another um, good signing as well was, was as, as previously mentioned, Matt Target. He's came in from Villa and really give us a, a good option from left-back as well as Dan Byrne, who, who's really solidified that central defence. Now, in terms of, uh, of Saturday's game, I'm not sure what to expect, to be honest. We are in good form and I appreciate that Brentford really aren't in good form. I would like to think we're going to go there uh, and have a real go, um, but Brentford... They've showed at the start of the season that they're not a team to be taken lightly. You know, leading the line is, is former Newcastle player Ivan Tony. As much as he didn't really get a chance at Newcastle, um, he's really shown that he, he is a talented lad and, and hopefully he won't have a great game against his former club. But that's a player that, you know, we will be watching out for. The return of Christian Eriksen. Uh, you know, football's football, but, you know, one thing is, is hopefully he'll come through his debut happy, healthy. Um, but just hopefully he won't have too good of a game. Uh, good to see him back in a football on a football pitch, but um, hopefully he won't do too well against Newcastle. I mean, there is an air of a six-pointer about this game. It's not even just an air of a six-pointer. It is a six-pointer because I feel like if we win this game, we are really, really giving us a massive chance of staying up. I would never have thought that uh, if we were speaking before Christmas that we would have had three wins on the bounce at some stage and, and also been undefeated since after Christmas. Brentford, however, you know their form has not been good at all and the, they are giving themselves a chance of getting sucked into um, that relegation fight. And with a defeat on Saturday at the hands of Newcastle, they very much will be in that relegation fight. Um, but we will have to wait and see. Um, Newcastle, again, could be missing players, there will be missing Kieran Trippier, there will be missing Callum Wilson, but there could also be missing uh, Ryan Fraser, who's been fantastic again in the last few games, and Alan St. Maximin. If, the, if, if them two players are fit, uh, um, I'll I, I give us a good chance of getting at least a point. Um, but I think, again, both teams will score. Um, as much as our defensive um, defence has improved, um, we still are susceptible to be switching off at times. Kieran Trippier not being in the squad. Uh, really hurts us because he brings that organisational, um, like sort of 
discipline. Dan Byrne's got that as well, but Kieran Trippier, he's, he's worn the armband since being here and he's only been here for three or four games. So Emil Kraft might come in at right back. Not the best player, not the best fullback option. So if someone can get at him, then Brentford might get some joy there. Um, as for Newcastle, I just feel like if we can keep our pressing going, keep our energy going, we give ourselves the best chance uh, of getting something from the game, especially if we've got Fraser, Fit and Alan St. Maxman back in after missing the game at the weekend. But if I'm going to be optimistic, which I very rarely am, because I'm still trying to um, be realistic and, and I sometimes think that we might still be getting relegated. A lot of people, you know, you look at the odds... And Newcastle afford to want to go down. With, with, we're you know pretty pretty far away from the Maya, you know the bookies favour Burnley, Norwich, Watford, and Brentford are even below Newcastle in the odds. I appreciate that. That's because of you know the money being thrown about. And Billy did show me the uh, the statistical um, table that uh, a supercomputer has, has, has thrown up, and it still has us third bottom. But I feel like with a win on this and a loss to Brentford, it could start looking a bit different. Um, but I'm going to be optimistic, like I said. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win to Newcastle. It has a very similar feel to the game we played against Burnley last season, behind closed doors. We went 1-0 down in that game, and we were rescued by Alan St. Maxman, and then a, a really good winner from uh, Jacob Murphy. So, hopefully it goes the same way. Um, I hope it doesn't go the same way as the 3-3 to St. James's Park, I don't think my heart will be able to take it. But we will see what happens. Um, all the best to the travelling supporters, Newcastle's travelling supporters, and all the best to the Brentford fans. I would say best of luck, but I wouldn't mean it. But after this Saturday, um, best of luck for the rest of the season. And hopefully I'll be speaking to you guys again next season when we're both in the Premier League. All the best and take care. So there you go, Matty, who is not surprising, but he's a bit confident about what's going now in Newcastle and they're coming down to us and listen you we'd hear you know, they've 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 they're getting better some people are predicting they'll get out of the relegation zone you know they need wins they really need to beat us so it's going to be a little bit nerve-wracking I mean he's talking about Sir Maximum but the interesting thing is that Sir Maximum might not be fit which is going to be great news for us if he's not like you know but Joe Linton I mean Joe Linton was before we played him he was average and all of a sudden he's like since the last couple of months he's been like a man on fire so we need to make sure that we are on our game I mean Laney I know what you were saying there beforehand but we listen we've got we've got a big job on our hands haven't we of course, yeah. As as Matt said, you know, our season starts on Saturday all over again, and and it, and, it, and it does. It's almost like we need to forget what's gone before. We actually need to forget about the sequence of results that's gone before. We need to just just recalibrate, look forward, and know that we're probably three or four wins, or three and three draws away from everything being okay. And, and you know. I, I still think there's enough quality there um, to, to, to do the job. We just need to just stop talking about it and go out and do it. You know, I know, I know that I know the manager and I know the coaches and I know the players. That they, they 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 got the self belief. They have got the belief to, to to know that there's enough about them. They're 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 they're, they're, they're decent. They're, they're, we're, we're not fodder. We're not we're, we're not sort of um, literally out of our depth. We just we just can't 
cope with the best in this division. Um, but we, we can cope with the teams that, that aren't the best. And Newcastle aren't the best. Let's not, let's not get swept away with the superlatives of the, the lazy press. Um, you know, a big takeover and all of a sudden they're in for, you know, the, 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 the best players in the world. They got the players that they brought in are, are decent. They did they did decent business in the in the transfer window, but they're not they're not they're not up there with the Man City's, you know, we and the Chelsea's and the Liverpool's. They're, they're the ones that they're the ones that we've tried to box clever and it's failed to be honest. And we we we, we tried to be clever and not leak goals. Although we didn't hemorrhage goals against any of the best teams this division, we are able to, to go toe-to-toe with Newcastle with some confidence, I believe, with Ivan Tony up front and, and give, them a good, give them a good game. Um, I'll, I'll take a point now um, and, um, and I'll take a point now from, from most of the games um, we've got, but we do have to make sure that the teams below us, uh, we, we, we don't hand them three points. Uh, it's, it's critical. We've got two huge games uh, away. We've got, we've got Chelsea um, and we've got Man United. They're, they're going to be toughies. We've got Tottenham at home. Um, they, they'll probably be too strong for us, realistically. Um, but the rest of them, we, we have to get something out of them. We, we can get something out of That's right. OK, so listen, you know, we, I hear what you're saying. So we need to actually go over to Will. The spreadsheet winker because he's got stats on Newcastle which I think you might find quite interesting because uh, as we said Newcastle were looking dead and buried a few months ago but now they're looking a little bit later let's hear what Will the spreadsheet winker Will Allsop has to say about Newcastle with his stats so what do we need to know about Newcastle then They've not lost a game since going out of the Cup to Cambridge United, but have played no one in the top six in that time. They've come out on top for XG in three out of those five games, and only just barely lost the battle in the other two, by 0.02 and 0.01 respectively. The absence of Kieran Trippier on the wing will be huge. He scored two from just 0.19 XG in his four appearances, demonstrating his lethal skill from dead balls. So Chris Wood is their main attacking threat. He's especially strong in the air and has scored three from 6.29 XG, near identical figures to Brian and Burnley. The centre-backs will need to be on their game to stop him, especially from set-pieces. Where Trippier's absence is again important, they've lost their main crosser of the ball at corners and free kicks. It's going to be an interesting match, and I think it's a must-win for the Bees. So there you go, Will, a spreadsheet winker. Newcastle, we all know this, they've got better. And, uh, yeah, listen, they've got some great players, and we said that when we went up there. Went up there, say Maximum, great player. You know, Joe Linton, all of a sudden he's playing out of his skin, you know, and he was rubbish before. And Newcastle fans, this is not a disrespect to you, because we'll turn around and say there's Brentford players that we say that have been rubbish. You know what I'm saying? But now he's playing out of his skin. So it's going to be a big game. It's going to be a great game. Loads of Newcastle fans are coming down, going to Hanwell Town, because they've got a link with Hanwell. It's all kicked off there. So I reckon the Hanwell Town bar will have about probably 1,500 Newcastle fans in there before the match. Because they've just like they've just like they've gone potty for the Hanwell Town, which is just down the road. But we need to go potty for ourselves for this game. I mean, talking about Newcastle, and I'm having a look at where they're about. Newcastle United, they're very strong shooting from direct free kicks. Strong at creating scoring chances, aerial duels, and stealing the ball from the opposition. Where they're weak, 
keeping possession, finishing chances, avoiding fouling in dangerous areas, defending against attacks down the wings, defending through through balls, defending against skillful players, avoiding individual errors, defending counter attacks, and they're very weak at protecting the lead. So if we if they actually go ahead, we might actually come back into this game, which is a bit of a rarity. Now. These, this is, I mean, listen, they've improved on where they were before, but this is still sounding quite good for us, isn't it? The Allard, um, yeah. Um, I, 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 this is probably the worst time to play them this season, I, I would say, because because they have turned it round. Um, I, I, there's <laughs> Joe, jo, jo, everyone calls him Joe Linton, right. Surely he's he's from Brazil, isn't he? Because, so surely Jolinton, Jolinton, Because I because I honestly not don't, don't get don't isn't. get Billy off on his pronouncing of <laughs> yeah. but, but, but but not not being not not really following the Premier League or Newcastle United. When I first came across him, I thought he was Joe Linton from South London. <laughs> That's right. Jo- That's I thought it was Joe Linton. Yeah. Because, from because, because they're mispronouncing his name. It's, it's not Joe Linton, is yeah. it? It's Joe Linton yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So uh, that confused me immensely. We'll, get our, we'll um, get our Brazilian sources to actually confirm Yeah, Can, exactly. can we find out, yes, please? Because that, yeah. Hi, Billy. This is Fernando from Vistosa, a small city in the countryside of Minas Gerais State. How have you been, my friend? So, first of all, as you know, I support Clube Atlético Mineiro, best known as Galo. We won the Campeonato Brasileiro for the first time last year since 1971. We also won the Copa do Brasil. We got three trophies in 2021 and I think this year was one of the best we have ever had. And make sure we have one of the most fanatic fans in the world. This dude that plays for Newcastle, you are pronouncing it all wrong. His name is Joelinton. Joelinton. By the way, you need to beat them and I will go for the Bees, of course. Good luck for the rest of the season. Come on, Bees. Come on, you Brentford. Cheers. And um, and the other thing is, you won't get 1,500 people in Hanwell's bar. Trust me. No, no. no, you, no, you, no. You, um, you've got any Brazilian but, sources but, in but, the cupboard, Bill? Yes. I do. <laughs> but uh, but they will have fun at Hamwell because they're very welcome in there. I haven't been there quite a few times, um, and they're, they'll probably I would imagine they'll be on the pitch if there's fifteen hundred of them. That's right. Um, so yeah, yeah. So. and that's that's even when Tamali doesn't score as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, to, so. Tsunami, Tsunami scores. We're on that's, the pitch. That's right. Yeah. This podcast is going uh, a little bit left field now. I, mean, I need to bring and, it back. And, and in. that is fine. But that is fine, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, because because we've been you know we've been we. You know, we've all been a bit down recently, so there's nothing wrong with going a bit left field. Um, uh, it, coming back to the game, um, yeah, this is of all the times we could have played them this season. This may, this feels almost like it's the worst time to play them because we're struggling, and um, and and they're not. Um, but it could also be the best time because because this is for, for me, this is the game where I've already said it once. We'll know what's coming for the next few months, I reckon, by the end of this game. And I don't mean it will define whether we're whether we're um, going to stay up or go down, but it will certainly help define how much of a relegation battle we're in. OK, so I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to come back to the Allard first and go on to Laney. Let's first of all presume that Ivan Tony is back in. He's, he's training, and let's presume that they've kept him out for all these games so that he can come back in and do the business against the Geordies. So uh, Ivan Tony's back in. Also... Christian Eriksen, we know he's going to be in the squad at some stage. I believe he's going to come off the bench and he'll probably come on after 70 minutes and he'll do 
whatever he needs to do. So I'm just wondering, how will this team shape up for you? Because obviously we talked about the Weeser, we've talked about all sorts of different players. We've talked about, you know, Canos at right back who got a bit exposed at Arsenal and all sorts of stuff. You know, what are we going to do? A lot of people are certainly saying we need to bring back in, you know, Mads, um, Mads back at right back and all this kind of stuff. What do you reckon, the Allard? Uh, so there's what I think we should do and what I think we will do. I, I think we'll stick with our current system because when Ericsson played in the friendly on Monday it looked to me like we still lined up 3-5-2 from what I could make out or something similar to that um, that's how the, the I mean I don't think any of us saw the game but that's how the the, the sort of the team was released I think sorry, it, so, I, I think sorry, that, sorry that game was against who? Rangers that was okay so we two Rangers all. and we lost uh, do we win? Or we two lost? all 2-2 two two two. Two. Yeah, the, two, the bit two in the middle Bill, yeah. it was 2 all. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he scored so, and, he, and he assisted two goals Ericsson he did assist yeah yes. he assisted one from a free kick and maybe another one from a from a corner I think yes so we saw that but that didn't help us work out what system they played but I, I think they stuck with our current system so so I, I think that there's two discussions yeah there's who's going to play at right wing back assuming we stick with what we've got um, and, and maybe Roslev has to come back in because Canos looks a bit lost at the moment um, I like Canos when he's attacking and that may be against lesser teams than Arsenal and Man City. So maybe you'd see something different if he played. Um, he didn't play against Man City, did he? But Roslev had a similar nightmare against Man City, of course. So maybe, maybe if if we're if we're more offensive, then then, then Canos is okay there. I don't, we'll we'll see. I, I think the really interesting conundrum is we play free in midfield. Um, I think most of us would say Norgard and Jan out plays, and then that leaves. And and, and let's say Ericsson's fit. He, he won't start. On, um, on Saturday but he may start the following Saturday so then that leaves De Silva Eriksson Jensen in, in one position um, and, and even if you take out Jensen it still says De Silva or Eriksson because it seems to suggest you can't you're not going to play them both or then you don't play Jan out and then we saw what happened we didn't play Jan out on Saturday they ran you know they ran rings around us and arguably we got a bit better when Jan out came in so I think there's a big conundrum there um, I, for, I personally, I think you can solve both problems by going four-two-three-one, which is. But we haven't played that way for five or six years, not since Warburton. Um, but you could push Aja to right back. You could play Yan out on Norgard in front of the back four. There you two, and then you could play a fluid three with say. And this is when Ericsson's fit. I don't, I don't mean Saturday, but just moving forwards, you could play Ericsson and Bumo and De Silva as your fluid three behind um, Tony. But I don't think that's what we'll do. I think we'll stick with what we've got and we'll somehow figure out a way of sort of crowbarring the players in. Laney? Well, I'm not going to elaborate on that because Matt's kind of offered two or three really legitimate variants on on, on what, what, what what's possible. All I, all I will say is that the coaches and the players have had long enough to work out how they're going to integrate him. So... If they've still got no idea how they're going to use Christian Eriksen, God help us. Um, Josh De Silva um, is a, is a big part of this as well. To, to you know, we, we've said um, although we didn't bring anyone in more than than Christian Eriksen during during the January window, really, not not late on. Um, Having having Josh De Silva back was was almost like a, was like another signing with with David Raya as well. So, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting a change of formation for the better. We we have to change the formation, 
Um, and with Ivan Tony coming back from from injury, which you have to take as a as a given, then I I, I have I have no I have no um, doubts and I have no fear that the the coaching staff and, and have were a fathomed a, a very potent solution that not only gets us on the front foot gets us creating big chances and gets us scoring good goals again um, or shit goals I don't care whether goal, whether the goals are good or bad we have to create big chances um, and Christian Eriksen is one of the most creative midfielders uh, in, in recent premiership history and you know we, we spoke to the uh, to the Tottenham fan a couple of weeks back um, and, and he was saying that you know it, we, we should be genuinely excited and, a, and, a, and an 80% um, maximum Christian Eriksen is, is, is way better than uh, some of some of the options that we've we've seen of late so you know all being well um, we, we have to keep our players fit and we have to we have to get get on that front foot again there's there's no excuses you know if, if we if we go out there and we just try not to lose against Newcastle we deserve what we get we, we, we have to be brave that's being brave is what we were at the beginning of the season and I just think we've started to be a little bit too clever rather than brave we were clever and brave and I think we've just started to get a bit clever and I, don't know, I think I think I think it's because of we've we've got injury you know we some of our hands have been forced you know it's it's you know we, we, we didn't get the players in that we, we hoped we would. The bids that were there, but we, for whatever reason, you know, the, we didn't want to overpay or whatever. But it is what it is now, and we have to we have to be we have to be brave, and that's brave as fans as well. I don't I don't I don't you know we're all we're all concerned, but we have to get behind the team on Saturday. Yeah. And you talk about goals, uh, Laney. Are you talking about goals in the first half, or are you talking no. about goals in the second half? You talking <laughs> yeah. about goals at the half time, or are you talking about goals uh, yes. at the full time? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm just talking checking. about goals. Goals, 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 goals. goals, goals, goals. Listen, right. Talking about goals. Give us a score prediction, the Allard. Um, uh, two all. I, th- I, I, th- I think it's yeah. I actually think both teams might throw the kitchen sink at this one, mm. and um, and it's going to be there's going to be goals. there's going to be goals, 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 goals. goals. <laughs> there's going to be goals <laughs> before the half time. It's going to be goals. Oh, goals at half time. <laughs> the allies, but the question there is, there may be goals at half time yeah, too. Will there be goals at full time though? <laughs> there could be goals at full time. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, um, I'm going. Uh, we're going to lose one nil. Blaney. Oh Blaney's in the old oh, he's on oh. the old he's on the old darkened room and we need to maybe get sent <laughs> send, send her over there to Oh sorry, maybe we're gonna we know we're gonna one one draw. <laughs> I that works, he just turned the lights on. <laughs> the question there, will we score a goal at half time? Uh, yes. Okay, that's good. That's what I thought as well. If anyone doesn't know, all the Americans are thinking, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, don't. Uh, just don't, leave yeah, it. Don't, yeah, leave it. No, just leave it. Yeah, Move it's, on, please. It's old school. They'll know they're Beastie Boys. They'll know they're Beastie Boys. It's old school. It's a bit Dulwich Hamlet. But anyway, let's, we should move on. And for me, I'm going to go 3 0 to the mighty, mighty bees, oh, actually. Bloody hell, Bill. Yeah. And tell you something, we'll score what, a goal. You, what, sorry, sorry, what are you drinking again? Yeah, yeah, we score a goal in the first half, score, score a goal at half time, and score a goal at full time as well. We score goals, 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 goals. This, anyway. this confidence is brought to you by Hendrix Gin and Fever Pitch Tonic. 
<laughs> anyway, this is the besorted Pride of West London podcast. It's brought to you by Anything Is Possible. If anything is possible, you will score a goal at half time, you will score a goal at full time <laughs> as well. But anyway, look, we've had a good laugh in here because we lost to Arsenal. That was quite sad, but we had a good pre match and a post match, and whatever you do, we've got the Newcastle Geordie fans coming down and they're right laugh. They're going to come down. Hopefully, they'll go back home crying. Um, but they'll have a good drink at Brentford. Like I said to you, uh, we, my name is Peter Gott. Don't forget to subscribe to us, besotted.com forward slash beer as well. Buy us a beer and also go to all the good podcast channels and subscribe to us and write us a review. We'll write out, we'll read out some more of the reviews very, very soon. We have got something coming up very exciting. All you Kofi posse people have actually kind of uh, donated to us for the Kofi. We've got something coming for you and then we'll, we'll give it out to everybody else a few months later as they do but anyway like I said to you I'm Billy Grant and I've got the lady in the house good evening and the Ellard is in the place UBs yeah it's what half time goals <laughs> and I'm Billy Grant and there's something we're going to do we're going to do Newcastle come down come on UBs where would you say come on come on UBs come on UBs 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 Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.